This episode, like every episode of Off the Rack, was recorded before a live audience at Comic Pop on YouTube. Join the conversation by subscribing to youtube.com slash comic pop or comic pop returns on YouTube. And now, on with the show. Hey, party people, and welcome to an episode of Off the Rack. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. This is a comic book review show where we take the books from the past week, recap them, review them, tell you what we thought about them, and then recommend comics that are coming out this week that we think that you should pick up. Uh, we're back to our usual Monday nights on East Coast time. That's, That's right. On 5, 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's right. Uh, and uh, we got a bunch of books. Last week, we talked about Doctor Strange 2 and the Multiverse of Madness. Yes. And uh, we didn't talk about any comics. We did recommend a few, and I think we read a few that are up for debate today yes we decided to talk about red that's right books were red uh so of course we're going to jump into the books uh before we get started of course if you want to help us out you can do so by using super chats ask a question or comment here on the show or if you want to help us out without any financial support whatsoever you can do so by just simply liking the video and subscribing to the channel helps us out helps channel out uh because we're looking for cpr to grow and blossom into something bigger and better than it ever was it's uh it, it is it resembles like the old days of comic pop because of how many different types of videos come out on this channel yes as opposed to uh comic pop on youtube which is just you know it's the it's the old faithful it's our prime show it's where back issues comes out mm-hmm. and uh yeah so uh you know let's let's get two empires going anyway Woo! i keep hearing something like what you hear it yes is it this yes all right it just yeah, I'm like, is there a machine or something running right now? Well, I don't there, know. There has to be at least one. Yeah. And it is. We also want to warn you that uh, we're in the midst of a... Uh, like random like storm? A storm. There's like yeah. thunder occasionally and wind and rain occasionally. And so as you probably are aware, uh, this studio is old. And as a result, it is volatile, uh, especially when it comes to inclement weather. So if the show blips out, we apologize and we'll be back. But we, we will try not to. Yeah. So uh, let's jump into it. Yeah, let's um, do it. Let's talk a little bit about Moon Knight, huh? Moon because there's Knight. a special Moon Knight book that came out that uh, has, I don't know if everybody's talking about it. I didn't hear anything about it. But the funny thing is, uh, some things were happening with the Moon Knight book that we're about to discuss. That is to say, Moon Knight Black, White, and Blood mm-hmm. uh, by three different creative teams, yeah. three very different ideas. Yes. Uh, but. Uh, but Mo- all, all Moon Knight or some variation thereof. Mm-hmm. Um, we got uh, uh, Hickman, Guggenheim, and Iodell uh, ta- writing their own depictions of Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Three very different versions. Yeah. Or three different stories. Uh, damn good cover, by the way. It's Sinkevich. Sinkevich. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Uh, and Sinkevich uh, does some incredible Moon Knight stuff. It has been for 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. Uh, 30 maybe? I don't know. But yeah. he's, he's, It's really great. I, love I it. like it. Love it. And uh, But yeah, you've been the resident Moon Knight reader. Yeah, I have. So, uh, and, and from what I remember, the Jed McKay run, nothing like that run at all. This is a completely different book and i think it exists solely because there's a show on disney plus that just wrapped up yeah i would say that maybe the second one is closest similar costume you know what i mean yeah or at the very least it evokes the mcu in a big bad way oh no i was gonna say to the jed mckay run mm, yes okay you know like there's something there mm-hmm. um but yeah i i think that they listen there's there's a show that came out they're like now's a chance to do that but like are some ideas mentioned from there yeah a little bit yeah a little like little hints to right some things. a lot of Egy- like there's one that where a lot of egyptian stuff comes up right which is fair it's very tied to moon knight um but we don't always see too much of that in mm-hmm. the books uh it depends on who the writer is so 
some of the stories definitely touch on that. Um, yeah. But they're all different Moon Knights. Very. Yeah. Seemingly. Right? The yeah. last one I was like, I don't know. And then like, I really, I had to read that one twice. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. For good reason. Right. Um, But they were, I honestly enjoyed them all. Yeah. I think they all had their own strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. Uh, Hickman gave us the first Moon Knight story. Yes. Um, God. Yeah, so that one, new it's, Moon Knight, new character. It's Hickman and Bachelo. Which uh, I, I can imagine, I was like reading it, and I'm like, Tiffany's going to love this. And I really, I did, I enjoyed this quite a bit. There was a moment, though, where like, I was like, is this, is this from the Empirical? Is this from Doctor Strange? Is this like right. character, you know what I mean? Probably. Like, I couldn't, no, I, I, I didn't really bother to look too, too much into mm -hmm. it beyond that, because I was just enjoying the book. Um, Bachelo's art in this is very good. I think there's a couple of times where it gets a little difficult to tell what might be going on. Big time. And, and I think that really is just because his art in my head, at least kind of lends itself more to um, color. Yeah. Now we have seen his work, even in Dr. Strange, where it was more like, black and white. Yeah. More We've seen that black yeah. and white. Um, but like for just certain panels, you right. Know what I mean, like not, not an entire, entire story. Issue. Uh, this art for me, like, it was solid. I really enjoyed it, but it's what you come to expect from Bachelo today. Yes, yes. But there was occasionally where I really had to like go back and be like, wait a minute, I need to try. I really want to understand what happens in these action panels yes. here. It was a little dicey at times. Agreed. Um, but I really, I liked the overall look. I liked the weird Moon Knight design. Yeah. From what we could see of it, uh, I liked the new character. Mm -hmm. that was uh invented for this i presume yep um and this like stargatian space odyssey that they're on yeah as it's... soon as we saw like a pyramid in, in space i was like stargate stargate yeah i mean I, I wouldn't be surprised hickman's around our age there's no way he wouldn't uh, have been inspired by the show if not the movie well i mean I, it's just you know I, plus that, it's moon night you well know, i like... was gonna say and there's already like you know from from stargate where did that come from well because the like you know you know tinfoil hat oh uh, yes pyramids know. are made by aliens kind yeah of thing. so it's really not a large leap whether or not stargate's involved with it if not or not um but you know it's a hickman written story it's it even for like a few pages it's yeah. still, it's tight mm-hmm um, you get a lot of um, character development, even in this small amount. Like you get their relationship, this little girl and Moon Knight, mm -hmm. little girl who turns out to be a priestess of Kanshu. Yep, and he is her knight. Right. Um, and he does not like her. No. <laughs> um, it's 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 you know it's it's a little tongue in cheek, but it's just it's, it was good. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think Hickman really like played with this one. Just enjoyed the space, and mm -hmm. I think deliberately left things open and vague, and like maybe even didn't develop it. You know, I imagine that every Hickman story has like a binder of context. This one, I feel like it was more like Batman Beyond, where it's like, well, we'll just figure it out. Yeah. Like, here's some cool ideas, and like if I need to pay it off, I will. But if I don't. It's just this neat thing that exists. Right. What did you think of the red balloon? Um, I I thought it. W I got it. I, at first, I was like, red balloon. You need the splash of red. They didn't. You know, they didn't know how else to incorporate it, so they went with the Nina song. Um, but, or it. Or it. Hey. <laughs> uh, but like at least two different pop culture references to there needing to be this red balloon attached to her. Yeah. Um, he, he puts it on her so he can keep like locate her or mm -hmm. keep an eye on her, presumably. Yeah, it's a fun through line. It actually, I think it helps guide your eye through the Bachelor art, mm. which is required. Yeah, no, for sure. What did you think of the snowmen? Uh, they were neat. I Again, like this was very kind of like, not esoteric. I hate to use that word all the time, but it mm -hmm. is because it was just like, what is happening? What's the context? When am I? This is the one that throws you into the deep end. It the really other ones, does. Like, there's a tether. Yeah. 
Like you, you, you know, you know where or when you yeah, are you, more or less. And there's familiar characters at times. Like this one, Hickman was just like, Ugh. but like he can handle it. Yeah. Like, I was like, I'm out of like, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing here, but, but I'm, I trust him. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I, I, at the end of the day, I get it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so that was a good one. Anubis Rex by Hickman and Bachelo. Yeah. Um, and then we moved on to So White Yet So Dark. Yep. Um, Mirwa. 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 There you go. Uh, Aodel. Aodel and uh, Datun Akande. Yep. Um, I really like kind of dig this style and I really like the splash red here. It was a great idea. You know, like yeah. that was something that didn't even occur to me until like halfway through that story where it was like, oh, we'll make Spider-Man the co-star of this story yep. and that'll be the red. Yep. Great idea because it made it, it forces you to incorporate that red. Yeah. Uh, the thing that confused me mm. was that it was the the far from home suit. And I was just like, it is that. that is straight up the far from home suit. And I'm like, okay, so is it like an interpretive, like MCU kind of story? No. No, it's set in now. It is It is set in now. And that's why this was the one that I was like, because this is clearly the Moon Knight suit from the Jed McKay run. Right. Um, Except like the Jed McKay run incorporates multiple suits. So. I'm going to guess it was just a choice they decided to just. And I, clearly, no. Um, at some point or another, I was just like, well, obviously they just wanted to draw that. Yeah. You know, because Spider Man is one of those characters where it's like, it doesn't matter what they're wearing as long as it's some if you have the like the, the the eyes the color and the webs you're good yeah it doesn't matter what the hell it is right right um yeah. or even then doesn't matter because you could do the black and white suit right but like uh the story the overall story of like spider-man annoying moon knight into making him lend him his clothes for the hellfire gala yeah fun idea not just his clothes he wants the mr knight suit yes well that's what i mean yeah which i was like that's that's interesting funny yeah are they <laughs> That's something where I was like, for well, a minute, I went like, does he even, are they the same size? Can well, he'll make it work. He doesn't he'll make care. it work. But like, and I was thinking about it. I was like, but why? And I'm like, oh, because he still wants to hide his identity. Right. Yeah. Because he's got to look good. Like it's, he's, he wants and the to thing look good, is, but in, he can't, he's not going as Peter Parker. He can't go as Peter Parker. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I haven't seen a formal Spider-Man in, a for, in forever. So that, that's fun. Yeah. Um, this one, because of the, making Spider-Man the red uh, accent for most of it there are other little red accents here or there yeah. um but like it made it feel like less like it was black and white yes yeah tricked your mind especially because moon knight is black and white uh-huh. sometimes gold but like yeah in this case it does it it, it is the most mainstream mm-hmm. out of the three yeah uh, but also works in its in its own um context like the coloring idea mm-hmm. is it's one of those things where it's more like it was so well executed you didn't even rec- you, you didn't even recognize the assignment. Right. You were just like, "Oh, I'm just reading a book." Mm-hmm. But then there's a couple of moments where like the 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 grays really stand out. They do. Yeah. And make it so that they they were playing with mm-hmm. the uh with with the with the space in a good way. Yeah. There's a lot of action in this one. This one's just a fun like high-flying adventure. Yep. Um you know, there's, you know, Egyptian gods and ghosts and chase scenes and fight sequences in this one. Yeah. Uh, there's just a lot going on and not in a bad way. No. Moon Knight has at least two different costume changes, plus the at least the jacket being held up in the Mr. Knight suit. Mm-hmm. And then we get one more accent yeah. of red character who pops in right at the end because we have a page at the beginning where, you know, they the, the words like so white, yes, so dark, Moon Knight are spoken earlier and then they're spoken again. It's, it's, it's like a little echo. Yeah. You know? um, but this time it's Deadpool. Yeah. Good use of Deadpool. Yeah. And it's fun. Just, it was just a, a cute little, little moment. Little joke at the end. I liked it. Or like, you know, he wants to borrow the Mr. Knight suit now. Yep. Because, Forget it. Because you heard Spider-Man got to. Exactly. So. 
it, it was i i was like okay yeah yeah really, no it was it was it was, it was a great entry point like good debut because i i'm not terribly familiar with uh Adole or akande Mm-mm. and i'm like hey solid entry point yes for me and for anyone who might not be familiar with their work yeah um and a great display of their skills because it's like it's an assignment you know it's not just like here's an issue go for it it's right. like here is part of an issue it's a scaled down story it has these restrictions and color and the like brevity of the storytelling mm -hmm. nice job i agree um, then we come to the end by Mark Guggenheim and Jorge Fornes. Yeah. Um, I like Jorge Fornes' art in this. It's incredible. I liked it. Yeah. I think it looked great. I, I think well, I, you know, I, I liked, I obviously Botula was the one I really liked. He was my of course. favorite. Um, yeah. But, All strong um, artistic showings. This though. issue, um, it's, it's a backwards issue guys. Right. You're reading it. It's a backwards issue. Um, it's called the end because that's what comes at the end of a story. The end. Um, <laughs> and it is completely backwards. It's not just the pages are backwards. The, the panels. panels are you like you read them when you're reading it from top to bottom to go back in time. But if you choose to read it forward again, which is what they recommend at the end via the quote. Right. You need to read from bottom to top. Yes. So. So if you if you if that if that eluded you. Yes. You can get another crack at it. Exactly. And you also need to read it, I think, right to left. Hmm. I think, yes. Like truly backwards. Yes, it's truly backwards if you want to read it in the correct That's order. That's funny because just to tie it back in with that Rorschach episode that we did, not just with Tom King, but also on back issues, mm -hmm. but Fornes drew Rorschach and Fornes and King did an entire issue of that run where it could be read. Each page we read backwards, forwards, up, down, left, right, didn't matter. So Fornes is clearly like, I'm not done playing around. He wants to play with that. Yeah. <laughs> That's really like, funny. Like, hey, Guggenheim, you want to give me something? You, give me, you want to write me like, a, like the, the backwards episode of Seinfeld? Right. And that's funny that you say that because the the Hickman issue, Moon Knight says Herm like more than once. I know. It was really weird. Yeah. Um. So this this uh, issue, uh, the story in this issue is really about um, Moon Knight like using the Mr. Knight mission as a woman comes because she's supposed to testify in like a high profile high profile mob case and her police escort has been gunned down so she's trying to get to the, the courthouse yep and so moon knight's gonna escort her um and it's just you know they have a high tech evil new character dispatched to attack her yeah red blade red blade thank you red blade and there was also there was another guy uh i don't remember what his name was it was like forklift but not it wasn't forklift it was something you know it doesn't matter mm -hmm. um but yeah it's they have to dispatch these superpowered individuals mm -hmm. um along the way and in the end um moon knight is shot yeah and you're like oh is this the end is this the end and yeah when i when i read the uh the title i thought oh man it's like it's like a the end issue you know where it's like the last moon knight story yeah but no it's just this could be in the continuity. Yeah. Like they could pay this off in the next issue. Yeah. Except that his, oh yes. In the continuity of this, of the, of, yeah. the, of the black, white and blood. Sure. No, I, well, yes. Uh, or I, in Jed McKay's. Yeah. In Jed McKay's. But this, the costume's wrong. I know. So. Yeah, but they don't care. I guess they don't. It's um, Marvel. They but don't. needless to say, like, I really enjoyed this. I thought all the stories were tight. Yeah. You know, like sometimes you get like a weak one, mm -hmm. but I thought they're all pretty good and they all have different tones. Um, yeah. Like I said, one's going to toss you into the deep end. One is just, you know, fun. Right. And an adventure story and the other one um you know it really challenges the way in which you perceive how stories are told in comics so. true uh pitch for black white and blood i think i did this on twitter i'm going to talk about it now just to get it out there okay just to put it out into the zeitgeist yeah uh either we're getting a predator book in july 
uh, which we should have gotten over a year ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, if if Marvel's like not sure what to do and they don't want to fuck it up like they did with Alien, uh, what they could do is they could launch the Predator book or a Predator book, Predator Black, White, and Blood, mm -hmm. change the color from red to green. So yeah. that's the accent color. Okay. And then you get three stories that are Predator versus the Marvel Universe. So it's three different stories mm -hmm. with three different creative teams showcasing the Predator fighting a main titular superhero from Marvel. Sure. Maybe someone doesn't get a lot of play because yes. the title character is Predator. Uh, but showcasing like and then and then you you have your own little mini DC round robin thing where okay. you get to like go, oh, here's here's three different creative teams all basically pitching a Predator versus book. Right. Which right. ones are the most celebrated? So are you will you be pitching your book mm. on on a ship, basically? And the way you make this work is, is it's you, in space? No, well, you could do that, but I was gonna say you could set it um when Kitty Pride had the ship and she was part of the Marauders. Yes, yes, Predator attacks the Marauders. You see where we were going with this. Yeah, and then you, and if you make it where it's just her, like for some reason the others aren't on board, you homage that that christmas issue yes oh yeah re yeah 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 retread of that christmas issue yeah that'd be amazing right? yep that's done and i want to i want to uh thank you uh for the chat for it's bulldozer from the wrecking crew bulldozer from although the wrecking i crew. mean forklift just writes itself i like forklift better <laughs> uh, listen my brain was like it is a piece of machinery admittedly a bulldozer much more effective mm -hmm. at destruction though a forklift in the wrong hands yeah it's not as bad no but whatever uh brian Rowland says cancel whatever plans there were for dark crisis the jurassic league need to be the saviors of the crisis holy x titties or titles sorry <laughs> i wasn't sure if he was saying Please it don't demonetize us <laughs> <laughs> this upcoming week holy x titles yes yeah i guess there were um, this week there's a few coming up this week yeah this week yes uh z berm uh which did you think was a better doctor strange one or two um it's tough. I guess Talk to Strange One was a little tighter. It was. It was at least cohesive. It felt like a cohesive entire yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, Kesman 1993. I was perusing old comic pop videos when I saw a tangent where a salesman interrupted a filming of back issues. Did he ever return? <laughs> like he said he would, or has anything like this ever happened since? No, it's never happened again. He's never returned. I think he got the message. Um, but also, uh, yeah. we've never had it happen again. Uh, fingers crossed if that you know right. remains to be seen. But I'm happy to say that you know, he he went away and we never and, saw and him. And did not return. Yes. To us, we didn't so. see him or the like of him ever again. I, I still really love that that happened. I know. Hey, um, speaking of Doctor Strange 2 for a second, yes. I just read, because there's a lot of like stuff coming out about Doctor Strange I 2 now. Sure. Uh, that uh, in addition to the fact that Daniel Craig was originally uh, targeted to be Reed Richards in the um, Doctor Strange 2 cameo, what? which, um, what, a, like, what a terrible idea um, was that reportedly a, a Deadpool cameo was teased and considered, but ultimately not uh, carried out. And I don't know if I want that. Or I think like there's a part of me that's morbidly curious about that and how that kind of messes with stuff. Yeah. And also because Ryan Reynolds is just a charming Deadpool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. About I that. think for me, when I read it, I was like, that was a missed opportunity. I think that out of all of them, the most earned would be Deadpool because who gives a shit? Because the Doctor Strange 2 movie is basically who gives a shit. Yeah. So it's like, but with Deadpool, it's like, that's the one to put in. Like, yeah. that, that's the one that Deadpool versus like the, the next Deadpool movie, Deadpool 3 or Deadpool Spider-Man, like either of those movies hmm. makes bank. 
Yeah. And it's just putting Deadpool in and especially if you're expecting Doctor Strange 2 to be like a, like a heavy lifter, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of like Marvel continuity, mm-hmm. um, then that's the one you bring in. Like you don't tease or confuse people with X-Men and Fantastic Four. You put Deadpool in there because mm-hmm. not quite X-Men, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah without just, having to ruin any reveals or anything. Yeah. yeah. I, I just I get it. I, I get that's, it. That's, yeah. that's just a missed opportunity. Uh, Ray Katerasano, Tiffany, thoughts on Charlize Theron as Clea? I mean, I can't. I can't even guess. Although knowing her, she's a pretty wide body of work. Yes, but like I automatically go based on the like second and a half that we saw of her. Right. Some of her more action oriented stuff, and like I think I'm interested to see a Clea of that nature. Typical, when I think of Clea, it's less physical and more magic based, mm-hmm. being that she's her own like sorcerer supreme of the dark dimension um so to see her seemingly more boots on the ground like in the fray listen i think theron's a a great actress so i'm I'm willing to be like let it go about what i think clea should be like and just see what she's gonna do with the character yeah although i would like to see us like the shorter haircut that, that, yeah. is a, that is a stupid thing and it's not going to make or break the character it's just i wish yeah well cat Larry wants to know if you'll be playing ghostwire magic and ghosts yes. it's perfect for you love your streams over on twitch.tv slash comic pop thank you never catch you live are any games you're excited for so yeah okay so yes um that actually was almost gonna like edge out elden ring initially but then when i started like hearing people talk about it and reviewing it i couldn't justify the price tag for it but my understanding is this, um, the developer who made that game, who made Ghostwire, uh, they had another game that they made. The name's not coming to me, but they made a sequel to it and improved on it. Like mm. they, the first game had faults. They were able to make a sequel. They were able to clean it up, tighten it up, and it was a much better version of that first game, cool. basically. So my understanding is Ghostwire, it's got a, a little bit of repetition. Once you figure out certain things, it's kind of like whatever. But mm. I do want to play it because it's very faithful in terms of like, being in japan in this specific area that like it just looks phenomenal um the ghost element i'm obviously interested in the magic element i'm very interested in i just didn't i couldn't I, it was like the price tag i was like Meh. that's fair so do you want to play that um games that i'm excited for um i just found out they made an evil dead game so i really want to check that out um and i'm excited um for stray it's like a game that's coming out in 2022 where you play a stray cat Oh, yeah, that's right. I do want to play that for sure. And I just saw that they're making some Pinocchio, like Elden Ring or like, you know, Bloodborne-esque game where like you lying changes the end of the story. Oh, my I don't God. Know. And yeah. also Stanley Parable just got remastered. So that's right. Anyway. Uh, oh, re- and the Batman game. Right. And the, the Batman the, game. The Knights, Gotham Knights. Oh, yeah. I heard bad things, but we'll see. I'm still going to play it. I'm still going to like that one. I will justify the cost for so we can all play together and yeah. hang out and have fun. Uh, so the Jurassic, uh, the, the justly turned into dinosaurs in Jurassic League number one. Uh, the writer and artist was Juan Gederon, uh, and uh, it's written with uh, Daniel Warren Johnson, who is a celebrated creator that we love on this show. I thought um, I, I don't know what I, I he thought... did not draw it. Daniel Warren Johnson drew the cover, but not the interiors. Uh, I was when I opened it up. I was like, "That ain't D Dubs. That's Get Get Oh Get Gideon. I'm sorry, Gideon. Gideon. But uh, I will say that it was good. Like the art was good. It wasn't like, oh, it wasn't. Right. A, it wasn't a pure bait and switch. You know, where the art does reflect the tone that you'd expect from like a Danny Warren Johnson type story. Right. Um. I didn't really care about this idea. 
Like, I was not one of those people who was like, dinosaurs in the Justice League? Count me in. Like, you had me at dinosaurs. I mean, like, I like me, dinosaurs. You had me at I was going to at least read one issue. Exa- and I did. And that was that. Yeah. I don't care. I'll be honest. Like, this didn't. I. Okay. So I've read several of Johnson's works. Yes. So I guess I was. I don't know why I was ex- expecting right? something more subversive. Ex- Extremity. Murder Falcon. Uh, dead earth yeah like beta ray bill beta ray bill there's yeah i i think i was expecting something else other than what the title is which is i guess on me <laughs> that yeah. is on me 100 percent. the title is just jurassic league and it's 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 touted as the Jurassic or like you know dinosaurs but it's it's just, just league. league it's like that uh like that he-man book remember age of heroes or whatever the hell it was called uh, it's, it wasn't called that but yes like that where it was just he-man but it was he-man but dc but it was dc and it's like i don't know what you were expecting it's i a, mean that is what i was commercial. expecting for that but like i i don't know what i got in my head that this was going to be but i was like oh no this is just very straightforward yeah very straightforward very confusing world yes and like you really need to turn your brain off a bit you do, and yet you also need to be actively reading the book. No, like, no, you there's need to... so much, like, not to. There's a lot of words in this book. Yeah, well, I, I just <laughs> for I it thought, being, I thought it was a fast read. I did not. I thought it was a fast read, and I most of my time was spent being like, "Wait a minute, there's like dinosaurs that are people, but then there's regular dinosaurs, yes, and there's people, yes, and that really well, that annoyed me. And I was like, you know me. what? Like this isn't this is not our history. It's fine, right? Like I just, just and like was... dolphins look like dolphins. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know if they did. They? I don't know. Were but they even here? My problem is just like that. There's people who actually believe that dinosaurs and people like existed in the same time, and they didn't. I mean, there are some dinosaurs that like didn't exist within the same million year span, and it's like frustrating when people just deliberately like pollute oh, the, okay, the, the, the conversation no, you can't put that on but when this well no that's the thing is like it, the, the justice it's there's like a there's like a dinosaur batman yeah but why is he a bat right but like whatever well because barbados or something they don't say that but like that's the thing is it is it is a it is a mixed there's a lot going on there's in this a lot going on in this very simple premise or yes. seemingly simple premise but the fact is it's like you know what? Like typically I this is like there are things that are in here that I would definitely give other books a hard time about. Mm-hmm. This gets a pass because it it's because of what the premise is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't think this is going to I mean maybe it will, but mm-hmm. I don't think that in the last issue it's going to be like, "Oh my gosh, what a crazy wild ride. This is not mm-hmm. at all where this book started. I can't believe the depth it had." I think it's just going to be like, "Dude, you like dinosaurs?" Do right, you then like, you're going to love this. Do you like like versions of things that you like you know what i mean like yeah but changed yeah because i often do like that this one just didn't catch me but like, no. there is something about that that sometimes i really appreciate you know you've got um dark knights of steel there's something like about that like yes then i'm like oh man 1602 like right it, that that's basically what the elseworlds premise is yeah but like and so there is something there for me this this one i don't know it just didn't grab me no and i think it's just i for me it's because i don't necessarily care a lot about dinosaurs i appreciate dinosaurs but I don't love them the same way that I love other things. You know, like as a kid, I liked dinosaurs, but I wasn't a dinosaur kid. You know, right. like when Di- when Jurassic Park came out, it wasn't like the second coming but for you me. Wanted to I just go enjoyed to it. Station dinosaur. Yeah, well, that's because some lunatic built 
animatronic dinosaurs and just put them in a field like I was supposed to show up. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm definitely going to show up. I got to see this. <laughs> I got to see this monument to like stupidity. And then like to see it all like, and, and you see people being paid and like they, if they don't work at field station dinosaurs, like they get kicked out of their apartments. Like there's, there's something about that. That's just, you have to see it to believe it. So go to Field Station Dinosaurs <laughs> in Bergen County, New Jersey. There is a comic book store nearby, so you won't be wasting the trip. There is one. It's like right down the road. And there's a free bathroom in that park, so you don't have to, like, you can just go direct. You know? Mm-hmm. But, it's a, but it's very expensive. What is that? For, the, for it being for what, for terrible. What it is. It's not terrible. It's not great. It's not great. Um, but anyway. This... But Jurassic League, I, I yeah, that's the thing. Is I think for, for me, at the end of the day, this book is not for me, but I'm glad it exists. Yeah, and I and it's it's a limited series, so I'm we, glad there are fewer issues of this than Supergirl. Yes, <laughs> and they can, weren't like, okay, well, we don't we don't think anybody's gonna buy Supergirl, so we'll give you eight issues. But right. we don't, th- but we think people will buy dinosaurs, so we'll give it twelve issues. Right. Um. But like, if you have fun with it, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. You no, have fun with do it. not like, feel bad about just, enjoying Jurassic it's, League. It's silly, and I think that's all it's meant to be. And yeah. I think that's okay. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um. And I don't know just... if Mike Spicer can't colored it, but it looked like he did. And I think because Mike Spicer is uh, D Dubs is like colorist. <laughs> okay. Uh, and those two are you know like peanut butter and jelly, and they're supposed to work together. Like yeah. I saw Mike Spicer's name listed in the credits, but I don't know if it's because it was D Dubs's cover, or if it was because oh, he did the interiors. Yes. But like it gives it that Daniel Warren Johnson feel mm-hmm. that you're looking for mm-hmm. in the interiors. Like it's yeah. still loose and it's still fun and it's still like raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just not the exact same experience. Um, but yeah, it, just because it didn't grab me doesn't mean it won't grab you. So check it out. That's exactly accurate. Uh, Israel Hans says, uh, have you guys listened to the Spotify Batman audio play? And if so, what are your thoughts on it? No, I have not, but I have heard of it. And I got a lot of like the marketing for it's working really well because I've seen it everywhere. And I, I don't care. Like, I'm not going to listen to an audio podcast about Batman. I love that it's working really well. I have seen uh, this. Is, You've seen this nothing? Super Chat is the first I've heard wow, of Wow. Yeah. So it's not. Okay. Well, then it's not. I don't think you know what it is. I always keep all my targeted ads off, but like it wouldn't matter. No, I it's true. I, 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 my brain just randomly looks up things, or like I'm interested in things week to week. So it's like they don't know. No, they don't know. It's okay. Keep them guessing. That's true. <laughs> uh, Eddie uh, Coulter, thoughts on Marvel apparently losing the Conan comic license? Seems like it came out of nowhere. I, I, you know, it's funny. I thought we heard some rumblings early on, like a few months ago, about this, and I was really trying to ignore it in that, in terms of like just if I put my fingers in my ears, it would go away, mm-hmm. and like we wouldn't lose it here. Um, my thoughts on it, I, I'm listen. I'm sure whoever grabs it is going to do some great Conan stuff, but I am sad that probably Jason Aaron will be writing them any longer. There is something about having, you know. I'm sure for like true Conan fans, they maybe they weren't pleased with the stuff that was coming out, but there is something about having the cachet of a larger comic book company behind it that like maybe more eyes will get on it. Yeah. And writing some stories that are, you know, a little more contained so that like it's approachable and maybe it gets more people into wanting to read Conan. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what's to come. But I'm gonna just, you know, enjoy the rest of King Conan until it's wrapped up. Yeah, which is six issues. Yes, which I did read. I did read uh Jim Zub who had written a longer run on Conan in between the Aaron runs, mm-hmm. uh, had stated on his Facebook that he had plans for like a two year run on Conan. So was he Tom King? Right. Uh but uh basically who knows what'll happen. He doesn't know any more than the rest of us so i think it was very sudden is my point right right and right. um so yeah i i don't know why 
but I know that like the owner of the license can do whatever they want with it and like chose to, Move you know, it. as opposed to yeah. being like, you know, trying to play fast and loose. I think they just were like, oh, I'm doing this now because I can. I think that's really what it was. Ugh, that sucks. I know. I know. That sucks. That's a shame. I really enjoyed it. And I, I got, but, oh, sorry. I was going to say, and I'm really glad that like Conan not only got to have his own book, several books, but then was also part of other random Marvel teams for a little bit. There's a small window of time where Conan was hanging out with like the Savage Avengers. Yeah. Like, There's a rumor that he might be allowed to stay on just that. Okay. That like he, that, as long as you're not producing a book that's just Conan, mm -hmm. he can hang out there. Because, like, Conan, you know, dealt with Doctor Strange for a little bit. And, like, I know. You know it was because fun. they have a little crossover there with some of their villains, you know. Yeah. So. They did work out a, a deal where um, Marvel will continue to publish and reprint. They have the rights to reprint and publish, like, the trades and the mm -hmm. hardcovers of the prior run. Like, they can they can release what they what Marvel got the licenses to print, like the Dark Horse stuff and everything. Like they can continue to publish Conan books yeah. that have already been made. They can't make new ones called Conan. But maybe Conan can also be on the Savage Avengers, too, but they can't have a Conan book. Right. Um, I also Same. didn't see that, like, Dark Horse got it back. I thought it was, like, some indie publisher that I never heard of. So we might see it come back a lot faster than we thought. Yeah, um, but I've I like I've enjoyed it and you know, I, I think I in my opinion we got more than I thought we would get. Right, right. And so I'm not mad. I'm not mad. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah. Uh the Telphonics say uh my partner started reading Tom King's Supergirl and loves it. I've been trying to find a jumping on point for Spider Man. I started back to basics. Thoughts? Um you may want, I mean, like, listen, the reality is with Spider-Man, he's in, he's a 60 year old character. You can jump anywhere. Um, it depends on what your like tastes are and what your interests are for Spider-Man. Do you want a younger Spider-Man? Then read ultimate Spider-Man. You want a younger in continuity Spider-Man? Then read the Kurt Busiek, uh, untold tales of Spider-Man series. You want like old, old single Spider-Man, like older feeling 80s stuff. Then you should read the Roger Stern run with like Hobgoblin and black cat and stuff. If you want like, Team Spider-Man, I would highly recommend the JMS uh, run on Spider-Man because it's not only just an adult Spider-Man who like is married and has like a very small uh, supporting cast, but it's during the Bendis era and he joins the New Avengers and there's a lot of stuff there. Um, so there, Spider-Man can be anywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, what I wouldn't recommend to jump on is any run over the last uh, like ten years. Like, I, I, there's that nothing be, there's like, nothing within this there, there's no spencer no, there's no point in the spencer run for you to jump on and go oh cool well i would say that like really it's just that it, you're not going to get your footing there no because things will change so rapidly yes and they're going to refer to things that happened like 100 years ago and yeah. you're gonna be like what yeah exactly and so that's not that that's no good for you uh and did telphonics also go on to say magic recommendations strange zatana constantine where should i start mr miracle keep the lights on love back issues thanks Oh, oh, there's a question there. Sorry. I, I don't know anything I, about Zatanna. Like, I know I Zatanna, but I don't know any runs that I would recommend for I don't her. really either, I'll be honest with you. Um, DC's done a really, like, lousy job of, like, they... Were she they... has some... There, she, has, she has one run that I've almost picked up a couple of times. Yeah? It's like, it's a small mini series, and everybody hates it, so I want to read Ooh. it. It's like maybe four issues. Cool. Like that's a time where they were trying something new with her, and, like, people don't like it at all, and I was like, I gotta check this out. Yeah. Um, that's give it to Paul Dini. kind of stuff that I like to read. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, Constantine, I just start just go beginning. with go with the yeah. <laughs> well, okay, you not the start, NS one. The, you who's can the start other guy? With Delano. Jamie Delano. You can start with Delano just right at the beginning. It's a, that's called Hellblazer, though. Yes, it is called Hellblazer. So you're gonna want to start there. Um, or if you're like, 
I want to kind of skip ahead. You can well, yeah, I don't. I don't really like '80s books. Don't appeal to me. You can start with Ennis. Who's like closer? Well, no, like, you could. But was, you, you'll also be. I was going to say you can start with Ennis because you will. Re- if you know him from other things, you'll recognize a lot of. You go. Oh, that's the, this is the thing. Yeah, if, between the first volume from Delano and the Ennis, like you'll get a lot of like of John. Yeah. Um, but you could also pick up the Cy Spurrier run. Yes. Which is also called Hellblazer. Yes. That came out, um, a couple of years ago, two years ago. I think there's two volumes. Of that yep. book. Uh, it's a, it's very in tune with the original, like the Delano series, the NS series, all of those earlier creators. It is in line with those creators. Yeah. Um, so you're going to get John the bastard there. Right. Um, but in a more modern setting and you only have to worry about two volumes. So if you just want to get your feet wet a little bit, you can go there. I, I think you'll be fairly comfortable. He does like Spurrier does a really good job of making sure everybody's on board. Yeah. And if your partner likes Supergirl, then you should just read the Tom King's Mr. Miracle book because that's probably going to be a great entry point. The other thing you might want to read is just uh, Jack Kirby's new gods that'll have Mr. Miracle, but it'll also introduce you to that world. If you find that world fascinating and don't want the like subversive, uh, darker take mm-hmm. on Jack Kirby's own creation. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Tiffany, you read King Conan number I four. I did read King Conan number four. Um, so we have two more issues after this. Um, what has this book been talking about? And I feel like we haven't had an issue in a while, and I'm wondering now if we haven't had an issue in a while because of the rights issue, of where the they were like, issues. "Fuck," and they went back and like maybe had to retool and and, and I don't condense. know, or they were just holding off trying to figure out what was. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, right? Like you know, inside baseball, we know damn well. That there was supposed to be a Predator book that came out like two years ago, but it didn't because Disney got sued by the original writers of the first Predator movie. And so the rights were in question. And when I say question, I mean in the pop culture zeitgeist, but not probably legally speaking because Disney's like not going to let that happen. And they didn't. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it took two years for them to wrap it up and then release that Predator book from two years ago in July like it was always going to come out two years after they announced it. And now I'm seeing those variant covers, by the way. And they're like, people are referring to them like, at me where they're like whoa have you seen this variant cover i'm like yeah two years ago well it's still nice that they're doing it i know but they're they're it's confusing people because now they're thinking that those are books like somebody legitimately thought that it was gonna be like a miles versus predator book and they're like and i'm like that's not happening no okay yeah, but that the, since that happened I, that sounds like that's yeah, might well, have happened to conan maybe because again we don't really know so it's just just tossing ideas out there i'm wondering if once the right they found out that the rights were going to move if like legal didn't want to take a look at the fact that it's like if we publish the rest of these we'll have the rights to publish them again if we want to right, right. like they know, need we, to we need to make sure that like we're gonna finish this off here. yeah well and we can still make our trade money or like asra like, needed more time Right. Um, I yeah. don't know. Um, it, it, it could be as simple as that. Uh, yeah. This is written by Jason Aaron with uh, art by Mahmoud Asrar. Um, and what has this book been about? Well, if you followed um, the Conan series before that Aaron wrote, you know, it, it was the story of Conan and his past. And like, you know, at one point or other in the like ongoing story of like Conan dealing with the Crimson Witch, uh, we got a flash forward to Conan, King Conan. Yes. Old man King Conan, right? It's that's such a beautiful story that lion oh <laughs> such a beautiful story um but aaron was like i want to write king conan and that's what we're dealing with we're dealing with conan um the king uh conan who has settled down but like he's he can't right he can't settle down he's conan no right? he's he's got the wanderlust wonder wanderlust wonder, yeah wanderlust vows are hard everybody <sighs> um but he has a son yes conan too yeah and he's not he's not quite as uh adventurous and awesome as this no, as predecessor no um he's awesome in his own way though and um in previous issues conan basically 
you know, has we've been dealing because it's it's Aaron. So we're going to deal with two different stories simultaneously. It's Conan actually like in the future mm. um, dealing on this island dealing with um, Amanthoth. Yes. And um, this just crazy wild island just trying to survive it with him, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then the flashback to he and his son and how he's like banishing his son. Yes. So that you have to go out there. He needs to do his walkabout. You got to earn this kingdom. Right. You have to do that. And this is the issue where um, we see his son go back at him. And it's funny because it's like, you know, it starts off. It's the two of them. They're talking. Right. It's solid. And then we cut to the island sequence for a while. And it's great. And then Mm -hmm. we cut back to the two of them. And I was just so like into the writing of this issue yeah it was so excellent aaron really encapsulated what it must be like to have conan as a father right it's just it's spectacular it's so well done and you know they're having a battle of words and also of swords simultaneously it's just a gorgeous sequence i don't want to ruin it for you um but i i highly enjoyed it it immediately i was like oh my gosh i can't wait for the next issue (laughs) of course now knowing there's only two more left it's um, even more hastened. It yeah. is, but like I'll, I'll be honest, like I am so glad that he got the opportunity to write King Conan. Yeah, I'm glad that we didn't lose the rights before this Ugh. book came out because that would have been horrible to be here. Like, oh, I wanted to do this. Well, you knew it was gonna. He had already teased King Conan. I know there were allusions to it within his own Conan yep. book. Yeah, he wanted to do it, and yeah. so I'm, I'm so grateful that we got it. I'd love to know if he had any others he wanted to do. I'm after sure there this. were. Um, because as I understand it, uh, Jason Aaron is a huge Conan fan. He's a big Conan fan. But there's like at least three of those people in the Marvel bullpen who are just like, please give me Conan. They just love Conan. And I, I think that that is so charming. Yeah. I think that is so charming that they like they have the opportunity to write like Spider-Man and Iron Man and all these like big name heroes. Yep. And they're like, I want, I want Conan. Conan. That's, right. That's my guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So if you're not reading it, listen, I don't know what's going to convince you. It's <laughs> just it's just good writing. It's good storytelling. Even if you don't care about Conan, trust me, this issue by the end of it, it's really about fathers and sons. At the end of the day, that's really what it's all about. I knew that was coming. That's why I made sure to not say the it's other thing. I did not say that. I meant to, I no fathers and sons. Yeah. Um. It's just it's just beautiful. Right. So, so pick it up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of picking things up, uh, this isn't really a review so much as it is just an awareness campaign. But uh, if you haven't already heard, you know, Chip Zdarsky is writing Batman. But before that, he wrote uh, this book that has been coming out called Batman The Night. Uh, and this compendium edition came out mm-hmm. uh, last week. So it collects the first three issues and eh, for a little bit of a discount. For a pretty significant discount, if right? you have, if you weren't picking this up, like we, I, I think it's it's eight dollars. You get the three issues. Yes, it's ninety six pages of of the last three issues yeah. of this book. Uh, it's it, it's really fun. It's really well written. It's Chip Zdarsky, Carmine DiGiaminico, uh, DGN Domenico. Uh, the art's in fa- it's, it's fantastic, and I think it'll be a nice insight into the Batman you're going to get in his upcoming ongoing run. So, you know, people are always looking for, like, what is it, what matters? What is You might want to read The Night, because this will basically be like Zdarsky's year one. Yeah, but I love that they did that. I think that's so smart. I agree. Um, uh, I want to talk about something else really quick. I know you want to... No, 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 please. I knew you were going to jump someplace else, but I just want to slip this one in. You should. I don't really go into depth on these, because I know it's not really what you're here for, but I still want to... Bring it yeah, up. well, you know what? Eat your vegetables because independent comics are really important. Is, it's where the creative team comes from. It's so funny because it's like, you know, anyone else would say this is not an independent comic. And I'm like, you know what though it is? I mean, Even look at that it's cover. Published by DC. Right. And it is black label. Oh, it's it's DC black label, the same universe. It's Nightmare Country 2. Um I love this cover. 
That's incredible. It's, I didn't even notice until like you were tar- starting to take it out, and I was like, "Whoa!" Such a good cover. I yeah. love this cover. It's written by um, James Tynan the Fourth, um, with art by I know the last name, but I want to get the first name too. Alessandro Estheran and Andrea Sorrentino as a guest artist, um, which is like you can't just drop Andrea Sorrentino in here and (laughs) just be like act like it's nothing. It's spectacular. The blend of of art works perfectly. This isn't an instance um, where there's sub art. You know what I mean? Like it's like oh no, we couldn't finish the book. It's an intentional moment. It's like a guest artist. Yeah, it's an intentional moment to like be like oh we're someplace else. They did it in the first issue as well. Mm -hmm. Um, This is the book that like Tynan was like if I was ever going to go back to writing DC. Wait, it would wait. be this. It would be this. I want to write the same in universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was given this book, Nightmare Country, which focuses on um the, the character the Corinthian. Right. From Salmon. If you know Salmon, you know the Corinthian. Um so if you're interested in, in him and getting a little more story about the Corinthian, definitely check this out. Um I liked this issue a lot better than the first one. I, I noticed you were issue. kind of uh, not 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 so hot on the first issue. The first issue was like we were getting our feet wet. You know, it's like what's Tynan's voice for this universe? Like how much of an homage are we paying? You know, he has these two characters. He's like he created two new characters, which we've accused Tynan of doing quite a bit. However, those two characters are named after two other characters who are from, in the same universe. Who are, yeah, who are like at least in the Lucifer universe. Yeah. So it's like, what is happening? Um, but this issue was just—it was such a great read. Um, I, I felt like I burned through it, even though it was really well paced, <laughs> just because I, I couldn't wait. I just wanted to know more um, about it. Another um, well-loved uh, Sandman character shows up in this. Um, it's Lucian. I don't need to hide it from you. It's Lucian, so he gets to show up here. Um, we talk about the library again. I Great. freaking love when anyone talks about the library. It's just such a delight to hear writers talk about it. Yeah. Um, because, you know, if you don't know, in the Dreaming, which is the realm of the Sandman, um, there's a library there. But it's not a library of written works. Like, they're books, but it's a library of all the books that were never written. Mm-hmm. And, like, I love to hear a writer's take on that. Because, sure. like, I'm sure they all have those, the books they know they're never going to write. Yeah. But it's not just for them. It's for all of us. Yes. The idea here is, is all we all have books we've never written. And so like Tynan's like, all, all your books are here, the ones you half imagined in your shower one morning before work. Um, uh, many of the works that, uh, you know, you've dreamed about, that kind of thing. And I'm like, that's so, it's so incredible. Yeah. Um. So like, I, I just, I don't know. There's something about that. It gets me every time. Like, yeah. It's so cool. Um, I like to think my books are there. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. They better be somewhere. <laughs> So I, I, I'm, I'm pretty high on this book right now. Yeah. Cause issue two, like I was like, I'm in, I don't know where this is going, but I am, I'm in. I don't even know how many issues it's going to be. I don't know either. And that's okay. I kind of don't want to know. Right. I'm sure I'll find out. No but doubt. Like, I, I kind of don't want to know just because it's easier to like, not try to think ahead of how the story should go. Right. Like, Oh no, we're only, we're at the, we're at the like third to last issue. So, you Something's know, things have happen. to, yeah. Yeah. So, that's great. Really digging it. Tynan, he's a good writer. Even if he even if he made too many characters in another book by DC, guy's still a solid writer. Yeah, no, I, it's undeniable. That's not, yeah. I, my, my criticisms were never about the man's talent. It was right. only about... And I the, know that like technically like his protagonist, he had to make up a new character, but it makes sense. It's earned it's within earned. the context of the story. It's yes. not just, here's the most high-profile comic book being published by the big two, and now I'm going to create, which is also like desperately seeking a multimedia like approach yeah and i and i like to think though as much as like for most of us it's like to add to the mythos and zeitgeist of batman is 
like would be an incredible undertaking right? yeah. to just know that you had your mark on it i think for a lot of creators not a lot but for some creators sandman adding to sandman adding to neil gaiman's like opus yeah is like an incredible opportunity absolutely yeah so. that's a bucket list item right there yeah uh young goku over nine thousand. crazy idea john kent was aged up by bendis and robbed of super sons why don't we just age up damien and say f it i feel like we're missing something without them interacting at an equalish level and age i you know the super sons thing it hits so hard and so quickly and so out of left field that like it has dwarfed a lot of what you would expect of their individual stories, I think, a little bit, or the very least uh, from the online discourse. Like it's it loudly proclaimed from fans that, that they'd rather have that than any individual story of those two characters. That said, I've heard a rumor that they are aging up Damien. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I think he's been a kid for too long. He's been a kid for like a creepy amount of time. Yeah, they've, they, well, and they've done it all. I think at this point they've done it. Like yeah. we're, we're done. And, and like, I know. Listen, characters don't age up in comics. It's more noticeable when they're children. Yes. The other thing is, I, I think that the DC, whatever the modern today equivalent of the DC bullpen is, because I don't think that exists. Uh, I think that um, the the discussion about what they were able to achieve with John, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's you know equality or representation or whatever just the idea of john like the fact that they ruined spider-man just because they needed to, they they because of how delectable the concept was of spider-man being in a love triangle again which he hasn't been in 20 years mm -hmm. um despite the you know what i mean like they've done it and they still never have done the love triangle yet like mm -hmm. go figure um but damien being in love you know like it was it was teased a little bit in uh, josh williamson's robin run where like damien has a girlfriend and like they actually do a moment where bless you where uh damien tells batman he has a girlfriend and it's like batman's reaction it makes him sloppy and he screws up it's really fun yeah but like damien dating yeah is a thing that you can only really do if you age them up. Mm -hmm. uh, Ray Farr, what have has been your favorite moment from Hickman's X-Men run? Uh, my favorite was when Wolverine and Nightcrawler teleport in space. They, their talk feels very genuine. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, it's hard to say anything outside of what they've already done. Like, the the the, the Hawks and Pox stuff, like, there are so many really dope-ass huge moments. Mm -hmm. uh, I do love that, like, the moments in, in Ten of Swords where, uh, like, you know where the aliens come dropping down or where, where apocalypse uh kneels or you know like just there are a few key moments in the hickman i, I mean, and, and ten of swords has so many because it's funny my moment was when um betsy returns with the um captain britain corps and it's her yeah and that face also yes. um at the very end of that saturnine sitting yes. there by herself yes it's great like having like it, like one but not one at all like mm -hmm. it, that, that book's so solid for those moments yeah uh benjamin loudly says uh thor versus hulk was was surprisingly a good short read art was on point banner of war sucks as a title though and just a two punny uh smashtronaut design and concept still not clicking with me uh the, the smashtronaut sign is not it, the, that smashtronaut design is not meant to be cool and it's not meant to be like it's just there have been a million hulks there's been a million runs everyone's done everything there's no like nothing there's no i i believe as a not hulk fan there's nothing you can do with mm -hmm. the hulk that is new and so when you are like lining up all these different hulks smashed or not the only reason to do it is because it's different like it is it is a different silhouette you're going doing something else with the hulk like you can never forget that there was an era where hulk looked like that and he did that mm -hmm. um 
I'm not wild about the idea, but I will say I read every issue, every all six issues of Hulk, and I enjoyed them, despite the fact that it's also like popcorn dumb. Like I, I don't know, I I don't right. know what it is, but I just I enjoyed it. Banner of War, I thought that was actually kind of fun, but it's again, it's a Hulk book, you know. I'm not I'm I, I'm or at least it's it's a Hulk Thor book, and both of them are I don't really consider them, you know, despite the fact that like. The, the the Ewing run and Thor's just in, in in his DNA. There's like this Shakespearean hoity-toitiness about him. I mean, mm -hmm. when I think of Thor, I think of Ribic. So it's like, I think of these highbrow concepts of both those characters, but when I look at them, I'm like, they're both dumb monsters that punch people with huge, with huge muscles. Like, I don't really think about it that hard. Mm -hmm. So I think Banner of War, I'm like, nah, go for it. Especially because of what happens in Thor versus Hulk. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Uh, Matthew Terlaga, I don't understand why Spider-Man is even going to the Hellfire Gala. Marvel has gone out of their way to demonstrate that 98% of the X-Men hate him. So why was he invited? Uh, he's invited because he's the most popular Marvel character ever created. Uh, but yeah. also because like... And presumably there's something up with Mary Jane, so... With Zeb Wells is what's up that's the thing yeah. zeb wells was writing hellfire or yeah. uh, what was it uh hellions. hellions yeah zeb wells was a member of the x-men group yep he left and joined spider-man but he's still friends with and worked with all those people and i'll bet he had plans before hickman left that were in development or part of the patchwork and he's like i can't if i if i in, if i extricate myself from the x offices entirely it'll be harder to get back in. <laughs> so now how about X-Men and Spider-Man are hugely popular. The only major crossover. I mean, like there are three or four, but like in that, the one everyone talks about in that Spider-Man nineties cartoon is the one where they cross over the X-Men and Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. Like X-Men and Spider-Man make sense. They make money. Yeah. That's why he's in the hellfire gal. Also, he wasn't at the last one. No, he was not. So now he will be. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, he will be a goofy dumbass. Oh, I'm sure. Ray Farr, what was your first exposure to Doctor Strange and what made you such a fan? He is level in Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Got me hooked. Great game for nerds. 1602. Yeah. I can mark it right there. Yeah. And that's I know how much you liked that's literally that game too. Oh, I did. I absolutely did. But it was 1602. That was the book that mm -hmm. I don't, I trust me, I can't tell you why. No. But I literally was like, I, I want to know about this guy. Yeah. That's that's one of the fun things about like having like an out of continuity story or an out of like Well, especially for him because he fits He like, fits so well <laughs> in either universe. Yeah. I very much got to know him even though it was out of universe. Yeah, no, that's true. Yes and no. Doesn't hurt that it was gaming too. Uh that did not hurt at all. Uh, Ahmed Jihad can finally send a super chat. Well, well thank thanks you very much. for doing it. Um and Abe Sapien, uh, Elsa Bloodstone versus Predator. Also yes. Ivy has a mini starting in June. Good for her. Yes. Now I know the only reason I know about the Ivy one is because the, I think there's going to be more covers than book for that. <laughs> that would not surprise me. I don't. I'm exaggerating. I've just seen so many covers yes. for Ivy, and they like each one I see is like greater than the next one. Totally. So uh, your favorite artist is probably mm. doing a cover. <laughs> probably Moon Knight 32. That third story of Moon Knight and Spider Man makes me kind of want to see Conchu interact with the Spider God. Yeah, and I see. Yeah. Big Bird, Big Spider, and their avatars questioning what the hell's going on. Yeah. Well, especially if, if they got Tom Taylor to write it because Tom Taylor's from Australia, and in Australia there are big enough spiders that they make webs that catch birds in them. So uh, Taylor would have a, uh, a unique perspective on the idea because you know you think that spiders are normally eaten by birds, but in Australia, I was uh, spiders to, eat the birds. I was really trying to figure out how you were going to get Anansi, who is an African god, mm -hmm. with an Australian, but we went a totally different way. That's you right. went science. Yeah, you went science on me, right. and I really didn't need to know that. No, but it's I didn't horrible. need to know that the, the spider spiders can eat birds. I, uh, They're that big. 
and that horrible. I think I knew that. I just didn't. You yeah. didn't remember it. Uh, Max M just got my paycheck and Tiffany's enthusiasm for Doctor Strange makes me want to start reading him too. Any recommendations for where I can start? I can't wait for the next package in Elseworlds. Uh, Thanks, I, man. Well, listen, you're always going to hear me say the oath because it's a really good way to dip your toe in the water of getting to know him as a character because I think Brian K. Vaughn does a really good job of encapsulating who he is. Yep, the oath is also like readily available typically. It, yeah, you can usually pick it up. You can find it like as opposed to like into Shambhala, which is very difficult to find and a little bit out there. You're not going to get a really good feel for Strange. No, but it'd be fun. It is fun. And you'll get to say that you like one of your first Doctor Strange books was into Shambhala. It's um, harder to get though. Exactly. It's out of print. Um, if you want to get into the more modern age of Doctor Strange, I always say to start with Jason Aaron's run yep. um, because he sets up the new rules for magic in the Marvel Universe. Presumably, mm-hmm. I, I say that because I don't know if any of the other people who are writing magic characters follow it. Um, I think so they you do. could go there, but I mean, you could also go back. You could pick up some of the Ditko era you could yeah you could pick up any of the stuff in between there um from stern or uh yeah God, who wrote all those horrible ones from the 90s i, I don't know if it's mackie but I no know. i think mackie's ghost rider yeah mackie was ghost Rider. um but i gotta tell you like you like i do love those 90s ones it is so schlocky and yeah. fun um but well, there's they... a lot of really great moments in them too yeah don't don't be like turned off by like how ridiculous at times they'll be, but like you're gonna meet characters like you'll get to know Rintra and that he's not just like a background, a background character, character like, in a movie that he's a significant character and you'll meet Topaz and you know you'll go on these crazy adventures with Doctor Strange. You'll get to know a little bit about his family as well. Yeah. So check it out. Right. Uh, I read Blood Syndicate uh, season one, issue one from uh, Jeff Thorne and Chris Cross and uh, and, and and crew. I want to say Juan Castro, Will Quintana. I'm just reading this thing because it's yeah. just like that's that's where it breaks down the creative team. Um, the reason why I read it is mainly because it's milestone and um, and this is a whole, this is new right. This milestone. is new milestone, right. but I read the old one, and so I'm like, well, let's see how it stacks up. And 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 in preparation, I did look at uh, the Dwayne McDuffie. Uh, first issue and compared them so different night and day in a good way in, in, in its own way and and in, and in a in a in a very strong way um there's something about just like 90s charm like just this grit and this like this this feeling and i think thorn gets it in mm-hmm. a really strong way because like you feel because like when you watch interviews with Dwayne McDuffie and you read Dwayne McDuffie like Justice League or any of his, or you watch any of his episode of, J, of, of Justice League, mm-hmm. um, you get like public Dwayne McDuffie, I think, was very affable. It's like just friendly, like, oh, hello. Like yeah. his, his his avatar in the Louis Simonson run on Man of Steel is just like, I'm just a friendly guy who's just, but don't fuck with me. Uh, but there's this undercurrent of like, of, of, I don't want to say anger. It's just like this, like this. I think it's just like a don't fuck with me energy Mm. and milestone like in its veins has that where it's like, we are people who don't get opportunities like this. Mm -hmm. And when we get them, we're not going to like fall in line and pretend to be part of like, we're not just like, there's no hegemony here. We're not going to just make the thing you expect, Mm -hmm. but there's also one of the things that I admired so much about milestone. And and, and one of the things that like makes it so timeless is that it is not trying to be anything other than good comics by people of color. Right. Right. It's not being like, we're, you know, like it's not trying, there's no real like agenda. Right. You know, and not, not in the way that people derisively use that term now. It's just, we, 
like here we and I say we I'm not even close but like here they are and they do this thing and but like they're but they're great mm-hmm. like everything about them is just and and they're doing something new like I remember seeing that first issue of Hardwire and just that background mm-hmm. and just that image and, uh, it, it, I've never forgotten and every time I have this like I'm like oh I don't really like Hardwire as a character but I'm like oh look at Hardwire like because it was so it was something I'd never seen before and I'd seen so much and like it, it had that feeling of like that like the image had but in a very different way like image was just like here's the things you normally see mm-hmm. but rad as fuck yeah milestone is here's something that you have not been allowed to see right that we have been wanting to tell you forever mm-hmm. and blood syndicate could be that book uh or at the very least it should be milestone the new milestone should be that mm-hmm. I, I i wonder if it will be but you know that ain't my road to hoe <laughs> i'm just here to read them right 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 uh that being said uh what blood syndicate does so successfully is it gives you something new something contemporary and introduces you to these characters the the first blood syndicate introduces you like to the whole crew in this like we don't give a fuck kind of like here's the big splash page and it, this one it's much more modern mm-hmm. much more uh nuanced it introduces you to the team and their backstory and what they're doing and who these characters are. And you have like an, you actually have like a through line of a protagonist who actually demonstrates what this story is supposed to be about. And mm-hmm. the, these two conflicting ideologies. And I, I, I think that it's, it's a very strong showing though. I don't think it's bombastic enough. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it's big enough. I think it needs to like make a bigger, like it makes me, it needs to make more noise. Okay. Uh, the other thing I have an issue with is the art's not great. Okay. Like, and again, I just, I just, I want it to be noisier. Mm-hmm. When Milestone comes out, when a new Milestone book comes out, it should make some noise. I should know about it before it comes out. No, I did know about it before it came out. That's because I have a fucking comic book show. <laughs> but like, you know, like there was a, when we were in a comic book store recently, there was a Blood Syndicate season one poster. It was a poster. Folded up and in a pile. Yes. Not up. It wasn't up, but it was there. But it was there. And I'm just like, that should be, that should be the thing where it's like, you know, what was up in that store. Like before things that, that horrible, uh, Avenger story, heroes reborn with Mephisto and crap. Like there was like a teaser poster that was up. They should have put that up. You know, like, and I don't mean at the same time, but like, nobody knew anything about heroes reborn. That poster went up and milestone. Like, you know, they're putting out static blood, uh, blood syndicate, hardware icon rocket like those you should be like i can't ignore what's Mm -hmm. happening in these books and uh so that's that's like i think it's a good standard comic book i think it's a modern comic book that is giving you what you like what what you would expect from a modern comic book but it's not noisy enough okay i'm not you know that's just me you know no 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 significant criticism there okay uh ramon moriera uh by the way whatever happened with beta ray bill on back issues and for that matter whatever happened to robot jones uh, <laughs> i don't know i don't know about robot jones but uh, i will say uh yeah i just did well you know people stop watching like smaller shows i have to make bigger decisions you know watch more <laughs> by the way it was peter gillis and that's that's oh thank you peter gillis is the writer of that dr strange run which is why i never think of it because i really always, i always want to make it roy thomas but it's not it's peter gillis huh yeah he invented rintra huh. <laughs> um 
Yeah, no, Beta Ray Bill. Well, the other thing is it has to be two episodes. It has to be the ballad of Beta Ray Bill and then Daniel Warren Johnson's Beta Ray Bill. It's not fair for me to do Beta Ray Bill with the guys and then have to offhandedly explain Beta Ray Bill without also showcasing uh, uh, Walt Simonson's art mm. and telling the story. I have like the old I don't trade. know if you get in two episodes of Beta Ray Bill. That's my concern is like I have to do two episodes, but I also can't afford to do two episodes can't you do of Beta like Ray Bill. Like, like a... Just a longer episode with both of them? No, no you'd, like, you'd have to really trim the first one down so you could do the second one. Right. You think I guess so, that. yeah. You think about that. It's tough. Uh, what else we got? Um, I Shang. Yeah, I read Shang Chi. You did. I read Shang Chi today, and I and I'm gonna tell you. Oh wait, it's over here. That's yeah, you have at. a copy of it right in oh, front wait, of you. Oh wait, it's literally sitting next to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't get it out. I read uh, Shang Chi number twelve, the end of the road for this title. Yeah, that's right, but not but, but not <laughs> the end of the road for Shang Chi. Shang Chi will return, I believe, in Shang Chi and the Ten Rings. Um, this is written by Jean Luen Yang with mm-hmm. art by Marcus Toe. Um, and I believe that Marcus Toe is the one who's going to be returning. Oh, uh, that's great. Which is great. Which is great. Um, I'm not going to tell you what happens in this book, guys. It's the end of the, it's it's the, end of the book. It's the end of the book. It's the last of the thing. It's just, just know that like, it was great. Yay. Big freaking dope action sequences and, you know, just people fighting and fun dialogue and, you know, showing overcoming things and, mm-hmm. Just being a badass, being cool, being fun. You know, we get, you know, some closure on his family. I may put together a status quo leading to the next run. And I will absolutely be picking that up because I absolutely loved this book. I love this creative team together. Um, I loved the first creative team and I can never remember their name. I Mm -hmm. think it was DK Ruan. Oh, okay. Yeah, Um, that sounds right. I think. Don't quote me. <laughs> um, brought very different. The, the first volume of this had very different look and feel to it. But mm-hmm. I got to tell you, Marcus Toe, I've really fallen in love with their art. Just, just really fun, gorgeous. You know, works in terms of like modern storytelling. Yeah, and it just looks slick. It looks really slick. Like just a high end book. Good. And uh, which is funny because like you know Marvel. Hey, oh, wait a minute. Does Marvel believe in this book? Let's see. What <laughs> is it being printed on crappy paper or oh, not? Oh, is that, is that what you're trying to tell? Yeah, I'm trying to tell if it's like no, I, I don't think it's cheap. No, no. that's I, weird. I don't think it's cheap either. Good. Seriously though, this has been one of the the most consistent titles I've read as I of know, late. Yeah, even with an artist change, but it was an artist change where it was like they're leaving the book and thank you so much for being here. On to the next story. Yeah, and they brought in the new artist. It was like it was like they know what they're doing. Hard to believe. Um. Yeah, I books basically always been on time. Just a really good story. The art is gorgeous. Uh, I really have enjoyed getting to know uh, Young's uh, take on Shang Chi and his family, and you know his place in the Marvel universe. And I can't wait. To, I can't wait to read more. Please write more. That's so if you note. wanted to succeed, you have to pre-order Shang Chi and the Ten Rings. Is that what the book is called? I think that's what it is. Uh, so pre-order I, that. I haven't heard anything about when it's releasing, but I'm no. hopefully. Oh, July. July. Okay. July of 2022, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings, number one. The Master of Kung Fu will return. So if you like the book, pre-order it. And if you like any book, you should pre-order it. And just contact your comic book store and say, Yeah, if you've got a polis, like, don't go crazy, because then you're going to get, like, Because then you're never going to buy them. You're going to get scared when you get there. But there are certain books, especially books that you don't think may, may make it. Yep. That, those are the books to definitely pre-order. Or the ones that it's like, I definitely have to have a copy of this. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah. 
Really loved it. Uh, Lucas says, uh, I just heard Neil Gaiman and Armando Lanchio or Lanucci will be writing amazing fantasy for any thoughts. Uh, yeah, they're doing this amazing fantasy number th- 1000, which uh, I think it was canceled after like 16 issues. So I don't know what the hell they're talking about. But uh, yeah, uh, Spider-Man's hitting 60. Uh, Dear Marvel and DC. Uh, legacy numbering is really great and cent- and centennials are fun to celebrate. Uh, celebrate them when they're earned and just do the math and figure out when they're going to come out and then su- prepare your creative teams then. Don't make shit up. Don't say Amazing Fantasy 1000. Say Spider-Man 60th Anniversary Special number one. Yeah. Don't do not do that. But they won't buy it then. Oh yes, God. they will. It's number one. I know. Uh, but yes, he's going to be on that. That was like, I was... Yeah, like that Neil Gaiman like, writing Spider-Man? Are you kidding me? Okay. I don't think I've ever seen that. Maybe outside he'll of write like, about Anansi. I hope not. Uh, Lee Allen. Uh, hey, guys, just popping in and share some love. Also, does Hickman's X-Men run have a satisfactory conclusion? No. Not yet. No. no and, and it never will. Well, his, his... Hickman's time on the book? No, because that ended with Inferno. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And Inferno was, I guess that, listen, no, Inferno was technically satisfying because it was like hair pulling out like madness. Yeah. What came after it? Yeah. Kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. Big time. Uh, Dan Dragon. Hey guys, will you cover Dino League on back issues when it's done? Probably. If they do, it's going to be Tiffany. Uh, Matthew Terlaga, have you guys checked out 8 Billion Genies? It's the most unique premise for a comic I've ever seen in a while, and the first issue hints at chaos to come. Somewhere I had a post-it note. I had two other books I was going to read this week, but I forgot about Jurassic League. I just completely forgot it was coming out, so they both had to be bumped. It was uh, 8 Billion Genies and Grimm. I wanted to check those both out, and it just didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, Dan Dragon. Also, do you guys see the possibility of doing a manga theme of The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly? We did a uh, Junji Ito episode. We did one, and I would like to do it again this year. The problem is just manga studios don't want us doing that, and you can't show pages, so you know. It's a little harder, but like, harder. I would like to do that again this year. Do another Junji Ito one. Yeah. Uh, Abe Sapien, have you guys picked up uh, Grimm by <laughs> Stephen Phillips and, Flavon- and Flaviano Awesome News Boom I think Series? It's Stephanie Phillips. Yeah. Um... But but yes, uh, but you didn't. We didn't talk about it. I'm sorry, uh, Robert. Sorry, H. dinosaurs had to come first. That's true. As a Transformers fan, I gotta say, La- uh, Last Bot Standing Number One was really enjoyable and cool to see the series to do its proper western. What characters do you think it could uh, could have fun genre shifts? I mean, any book, you know, any any character, you know, you could do that. And they've done that before. There was an 1872 uh, Secret Wars book where it was like Marvel cowboys. You know, they should do like. Because we're talking about dinosaurs and they did Jurassic League, they should do like a Marvel dinosaurs one where everyone is turned into a dinosaur mm-hmm. except like Sauron and Stagron mm-hmm. are turned into people just permanently. I know right. I know Sauron can be a person, mm-hmm. but like just all the time. Yeah. Yeah. They could do a whole they could do a stupid like Stagron endless winter type mad. book. Yeah. Right? They could do a, 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 a like an endless winter type like event called like Marvel I don't know. Like Marvel prehistoric, or you know, whatever. Savage world. Savage, yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah, Savage world. <laughs> and it's just he flips a switch, and everybody becomes dinosaurs. Yeah. Uh, the Titan Zero thoughts on Eternals ending with issue twelve. Um. Well, <laughs> I'm. It's it is technically ending, but don't forget, Gillen's about to launch into a event. Yeah. So I get it. Don't don't you know let it go for now and we'll see what happens i didn't think we were going to get more eternals and we did so um i i again i'm the kind of person i love an ongoing but i also love a story that has an end and i don't think gillen's going to disappoint so yeah uh somebody just 
try to correct me about something and they're just completely wrong. I'm oh. just weird. Uh, Eric that, Santi. That was probably a while ago. Though. Yeah, I know. In Morrison's X-Men, they were critical of the ex-liberalism idea of Claremont's run, but it wasn't until the Krakoa era that the X-Titles abandoned that ideal. Do you think we'll ever go back to those ideals for the X-Men? I have no idea what that means, but I can tell you that uh, the X-Men uh, has been surprisingly apolitical despite like how uh, much, um, you know, criticism of the culture the x-men have uh are capable of doing and have done in the past i would say it, ta- it, it tends to vary from book to book like some of the writers maybe lean a little more one way or the other mm-hmm. um but you know yeah considering where their origins are from yeah like you know from back in the day like what they were meant to stand for yeah mm-hmm. uh matthew Terlaga, uh speaking of ruining spider-man it was released over the Released over the weekend that in August, uh, they'll be bringing Gwen back to life again. They're officially out of ideas. I don't think that's true. I think it's a bait and switch. They just released a cover and like the description doesn't sound like that's the plan at all. But uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, again, I, I've I'm, I'm at a point where I don't really care about Spider-Man anymore in terms of main continuity. Like they can just turn him inside out or put him on the moon. I don't give a shit anymore. Like whatever, you know, if I want to read a good Spider-Man book, hopefully it'll be a miniseries or it'll be out of continuity or something. But like, you know, yeah, bring back Gwen, bring back Uncle Ben, have a, you know, have, put a make, make him a fucking dinosaur. I don't care. <laughs> Ray Farr, just wanted to shout out uh, Danielle is an amazing mod for the channel and Tiffany's Twitch. She is always so kind and funny. You guys are lucky to have her. Well, thank you, Ray. Yes. Yeah, we're very lucky to have but, her. But let's, let, like, uh, um, listen, I'm not going to take away from her, mm-hmm. but I do want to point out, I, you know, she's great mod, but, but for everything else that happens on this channel, every other hour, painstaking hour of editing, prepping, uh maintenance on the office it's all this guy well you're very kind no like it's literally it's true like every show that we put out sal's the one that has to edit it he has to research everything that we're getting into he's the one that's constantly um doing shows with other people so mm-hmm. like there's a lot of hours that go into what Sal i spent a lot of time yeah but thank you for, thank you i appreciate it uh cowboy i recently completed my doctoral degree i listened to comic pop elseworlds to break the monotony and escape the real world thanks well congratulations cowboy that is a fantastic that is achievement incredible we are thrilled for you man uh x-men number was, 11 oh, tell, did they call you dr cowboy Ooh, dr cowboy uh paging dr cowboy x-men number 11 from jerry duggan and pepe laraz uh continuing the noble tradition of this book being freaking fire um it's a gorgeous looking book fantastic work this uh, book man this it, book is just and it's like, just you know it's it's what i expect although uh, i will say at this point like i did expect one thing and didn't get it uh and i wasn't uh it wasn't a disappointment you know i was like well this will happen and then it didn't i know oh uh marta gracia does the colors uh, he's one of the top colorists in the field today um I mentioned it only because it's, you know, it's a phenomenal looking book and this, the colors were, are worth, uh, everything about this book is just, it is fire. Yeah. This book is yeah the only thing that is good about the Hickman exit is Jerry Duggan's ascension to the X title. Freaking and like, but like this team, like those, all of them. God. Yeah. Everybody's doing the best work. Uh, the X, the, the X women, uh, go to, uh, face Cordyceps Jones. In game world. Oh, and we get listen, we you know what we get in this book? Polaris's new costume? No. Or uh dress? No, we get Pepe Laraz drawing Mojo, a thing I never wanted to see. That's right, yes. Despite a couple of commenters thinking that I look a little bit like Mojo myself, uh I think that uh you oh, said that. No, people yeah, no. <laughs> people say that every once in a while. What? But uh those, those people are just angry, angry individuals I with know. nothing but just decay and rot in their hearts. Well, uh yeah, I I when the first page opened and I was like, oh, Mojo, 
I was like, Tiffany's going to love this. You did not at all warn me about that one. Did no, I not... didn't. I deliberately didn't. Because I was like, because Tiffany hates looking at Mojo. I hate Mojo. But he's great. He's a great character. I'm sure people love to draw him because he's like so fun. Yeah, it's fantastic. Anyway, the issue is great. The, the X-Men take the fight to Cordyceps Jones. And Cordyceps Jones is not an easy, he's not a slam dunk. No. Like they thought he was going to be. No. Which was great. Uh, also, big reveals uh, abound. I don't want to give them away. No. But no, no, uh, no, no, no. if you're wondering about X-Men, you should continue to read this book. Yes. I wonder if the issue 12 is the end and then they're going to re- re- relaunch because Marvel is notorious for that. I don't know, because X-Force is coming back with number 28. Oh, shit. So I don't Good. Know. I don't know. Keep it going. I got to tell you, like the end of this, like I literally was like, oh, of course. <laughs> right. You didn't see it coming, but you were also coming, like, duh. Like, oh. Yeah. Not this, coming. Yeah. this book is freaking gorgeous though everyone it's just it's just a beautiful looking book i know and like there's like a moment they're in the sewers and it's just like there's so much texture and mm-hmm. it's just a beautiful beautiful set of, uh, just, i know i can't i can't i've got no words yeah uh, i cry during sex so, so sal uh <gasps> ultimate spider-man or jsm continuation honestly at this point i would probably go ultimate um I think that Bendis without having like Ben uh, uh, a humbled Bendis coming back to Marvel and, and doing ultimate Spider-Man just like for, for the eight of us that are left um, would be fine. Mm-hmm. I'd rather read that than JMS coming back and doing Spider-Man. Although I would love to see JMS come back and do Spider-Man because he'd be like, this is, I don't even know what the hell any of this is. <laughs> uh, the click commander. Uh, I've been absolutely loving Tom Taylor's nightwing run. Any chance of it showing up on the couch in the near future? Keep up the great content. Yes. Uh, we bought the first volume. Uh, it's, it's redondo man you should re- definitely check it out um but uh and yes we'll talk about it but i also was like i can't talk about nightwing until i do a night in bloodhaven uh ray fard watched the beta ray bill videos nine million or billion <laughs> times thank you very much uh listen i'm trying man uh, we'll see we'll figure it out uh sean d howdy folks hey sean how's it going thanks for hanging out with us he also mentions i thought i'd say howdy so howdy again well thank you very well, much thank man. you um double head yeah double howdies howdy 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 i'm woody uh <laughs> but yeah and then finally hulk versus thor banner of war alpha one see what uh, they did there banner banner get it uh i get it so uh the concept here uh is that this is a there the, donny cates is writing uh hulk and thor he wanted to do and he's been teasing an idea where the hulk and thor fight um it's kind of a classic combo the solid classic combo it gets people fired up if you're not going to do wolverine and hulk right fine. which you know maybe probably is next um th- this concept of these alpha issues makes me uh crazy i hate it especially because the next issue is in a thor book um but i do get it because it's like this gets people on the ground floor this is the story mm-hmm. the book is banner of war like that's the event and we're doing alpha issues you know a couple of years ago, we used to do these things called point your issues, like point four or point whatever the fuck. Uh-huh. Terrible, stupid, and terrible. Uh-huh. It's horrible. Alphas and omegas. I guess I can't. This is rough because for a collector, like it's going to be alpha, and but it's going to remain alpha, right? Yes. It's part one. Yeah, this will be alpha. And then like you'll read, you know, Thor twenty seven or whatever, and then Hulk whatever, and then like Omega. You know, or whatever. What Omega has to come out as the last issue. Um, oh, so they'll go through it. Yeah, oh. yeah. Uh, it's written by Donny Cates with art by Martin Kokolo. Uh, uh, yeah. So the cover is friggin' done by uh, Brad Anderson. Okay. And Gary Frank, like it's it's Gary Frank art, Brad Anderson colors. Wow. The the I've seen more of this uh, of, of the Gary Frank Thor versus Hulk art, and I'm like. 
that's awesome. Like this cover is friggin' dope. Frank used to draw the Hulk, right? We talked about that last time. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, that's not the interiors. Okay. Uh, and the interiors are fine. Okay. And that's the real tragedy of this: is that like it doesn't. It's not bad. That's all I can say. Hmm. Like it is not bad, but. I think that this is a thing that's supposed to sell a lot of friggin' books. Like, right. I think this is supposed to be like a like a sales thing, like a mic drop. Yeah, like come on, it's Thor twenty five. I'm sorry, but like, I don't know. It, it wasn't like I, I read it and I was like, this is fun. You know, I, I enjoyed it. But like, even with uh with uh, uh the art on the Hulk book, mm-hmm. you know, uh the the Invisible Artist, I was like, Stegman? oh Otley, Otley, yeah, with Art with Otley doing the Hulk book, like at least it looked like an Otley book, right? Like, I know I thought Stegman was doing it. I know, no, Stegman does work with uh, Kate's a lot. Covers. He did a lot of covers, yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, Stegman also, um, yeah, he does a lot of work with Donny Cates, yeah. But yeah, this is just kind of like it has no. I don't think it has an identity. It's mm-hmm. just kind of like just, here it is. Yeah, here's the things you asked for. I guess, uh, not complaining. I just you know. It, it's it's rough when you have like Gary Frank cover art. Mm, okay, <laughs> but so, uh, so they're gonna they're you know what they're doing with this mm-hmm. the Alpha thing we've already done that yeah it's like the Darkhold right Darkhold Alpha and Darkhold Omega uh huh so the, yeah you're right they're gonna do that and yeah they made it other books mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all right that's so you the have thing it now but uh, yeah I I uh, the story's fun uh but uh, albeit loose hmm. you know like I get why Hulk would fight Thor. But Thor's motivation for fighting Hulk is he needs someone to hit. And he hears that Hulk is going on a rampage. I think the idea was that like during his previous rampage, like 17 people died. I don't, I don't remember that. (laughs) Like, I don't remember that happening. I like it's a good justification for it. I'm just kind of like, but do I, like, could you cite the issue please where that happens? Because I'd like to see if that's true or, Mm -hmm. or know what side I'm supposed to be on when that happens. Um, But uh yeah, it's it, you know it's a slugfest, and 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 it does a couple of things. Uh, really, there's like a weird moment where they get dropped off in the Adventure Time universe. What? I mean, it's like supposed it's it's whatever, oh, okay. but like it is <laughs> like it's straight up that. Uh, but you know, uh, and then they get sent to like the movie equivalent of Sakar, but it's like a video game world where like they're in a arena and you know they get like stats and stuff. I don't know. It's it's very fun and uh the fight is cool and there's a there's a moment where hulk where thor's just done fighting hulk and he just puts mjolnir on top of him when he knocked him down mm-hmm. it's like there uh hulk i i think hulk is more sympathetic in this but okay. you know but there's a moment where uh you know banner plugs in and he's like i want to fight thor like I want to feel it. I want to be it. So he like he mentally plugs into like the 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 the, the starship that is the Hulk's body. So like it's not that Hulk is taking over and punching Thor. It's that it's that, oh, that Banner's taking Banner's over. taking over oh. and fighting Thor. That's the Banner of War, I guess. It's neat. Like uh, you know, neat ideas. And and is each at each moment you're like, oh okay, all right. You know, you're not really thinking about the last thing that happened because you're focused on the next thing that's happening. It is a little strange because I mean, like I feel. I'm not a Hulk reader, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna preface that. Yes. So don't at me, folks, because mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah. Um, but I feel like Hulk has had moments like this in history where it's just he's just a brainless, mindless smashing machine. Right. right? Now, he's not in this. In this, it's not necessarily like that, but like that it's really about the fight. Yes. Right? 
but there have been plenty of stories too where there's something deeper with hulk and mm-hmm. like you and there is like there's a there's like any there's an entity within his head that's taking the form of betty and she's like talking to him mm-hmm. and there's there's like there's there's a mystery afoot in right. that uh also, they both have they both have Donny Cates conventions happening in their respective books, and they both come to the fore in this. Like Odin died and his essence went into Mjolnir. So you got a crackled mm-hmm. Mjolnir, like in the movie. Like in the toy you can buy at Target. Right. Uh, but Thor has a crackled Mjolnir and Odin's inside of it. Like his essence is there okay. talking to him. So like Thor will never be rid of his father and he's constantly criti- criticizing him and giving him a hard time, which like fathers and sons, Donny Cates. Yep. That's so him. I'll never stop having my father yelling in my head about like what I'm doing wrong, which <laughs> you know what? I'm sure I will have the same problem. Uh, but Banner has like Hulk has Banner in his head and Betty's there and she's talking to him. Right. And at one point during the fight, like both of them are yelling at their like ghosts in their head. And then both of them look at each other and go, who are you talking to? <laughs> and then they both fight anyway but uh the ending of this issue is kind of cool i was like wow that's a neat idea uh basically odin just jumps out of mjolnir and goes into banner and he's like <laughs> so he's in the starship so odin's in the starship like all right <laughs> let's talk okay so he's gonna <laughs> talk to banner instead of betty because i think it would be more well betty's gonna show up like okay. betty's on the bridge because well, so. i'd rather have that happens you're not 100 percent what the betty entity is exactly to have, like him be like oh yeah yeah so I think it's cool. I, I, there's the thing is, I don't, the thing is I am not a huge Thor or Hulk fan. So I'm not like incensed by what's happening. I'm just kind right. of like here for the ride, which right. I think is what the book is trying well, to so do. Anyway. I, I guess what it is, is like a lot of people came off of Mortal Hulk, which seems to have a Ugh, lot of depth. It's not to that. It. Yeah. Right. And so like, I'm sure if like, that's maybe for some people they have always been Hulk fans and they really gravitated towards that story. Or maybe some people discovered Hulk through that story mm-hmm. to then have this I'm sure it's a, like a bit of a, a shock. Right. You know? Oh, like, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, I get the criticism. Mm-hmm. I don't get the criticism where it carries over into people's personal lives that or attacking them personally, no. which mm-hmm. we're a better community here, ladies and gentlemen. I know this, so we're not going to do that. Like, we don't go like, ah, so-and-so is sucks, and he we're going to go to Twitter and give him a hard time. It's more like, if you have a problem, you talk to your fellow compatriots about it, and, yeah. and you and you vote with your wallets. That's the best way. Yep. It, to, you could you could get a, a GoFundMe or a petition or a, you know a, or or a posse. At the end of the day, what will determine the changing directions of your books is whether it sells well or not. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Joshua Link X Men was such a blast. No one draws a cooler Cyclops than Laraz, and Duggan writes him so well. Agreed. It's so good. There was a moment in that issue uh, where Rogue. It's like early on in mm-hmm. the issue, Rogue says something as they enter the casino. Yes. And like, I heard her voice <laughs> on the show. Like, I just heard it. Yeah. Without like him even like, he didn't misspell anything or do it. was just the way mm-hmm. he put the words together in a sentence. And I made my brain immediately click to that. Yes. God, that book was so good. I know. I know. <sighs> Except uh, for the mojo part. That yeah. I could have 100% done with a lot less of Right. That. But I did like, uh, but I, I did like the Banner of War issue, by the way. Okay. So I think if, you, if you're interested, check it check, check it out. Okay. So let's recommend some comics that are coming out this week that we think you should buy. Yeah. Uh, listen, it's on issue three. Ladies and gentlemen, go out. If you liked Batman Superman World's Finest from Mark Wade and Dan Mora, pre order the book. Yes please because i think sales are in the toilet for this book Uh-oh. so if you want to see it if you want to see it survive you gotta order it you gotta tell your comic shop you want it and you gotta pre-order the book it's the only way we're gonna survive we're gonna that's the only way we're gonna save this book mm. 
Uh, but it's great, and you should read it, and it's it, you know it's just a delight. I think it's just because it's not in continuity, mm-hmm. or it's not in the present. It's in the past. Mm-hmm. But I think that's why people don't think it matters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, the Night number five is coming out. Nice. Buy that as well. That, that's right. You could have gotten that compendium and only be like one issue behind. Exactly. <laughs> uh, by the way, if you liked Manor of War, Thor twenty five comes out in two days. You could just see the next story. Right. And it's Odin versus. Betty or Banner? I don't know. Uh, what else we got? So I feel like they messed up here. I feel mm-hmm. like Marvel messed up in terms of their... Um, How many books are coming out? Yeah. Like, guys, this is a rough week, like, coming up in terms of your wallet. Um, and this is a week where, I, like, I'm going to tell you, like, some things that I'm looking forward to, but I still think, like, always make decisions based on what works for you. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, maybe next week will be a lighter week, or, you know? So then you can come back and grab some other books, but like, there's just a lot. And there's a lot, especially if you're reading X-Men. Yeah. I am pretty disappointed with how much they're trying to jam in one week. I think it's irresponsible. Yeah. And I think it puts um, a lot of fans in an uncomfortable position. And I don't think that that's right. No. And I, I honestly like, you know, just from my own perspective, I feel that it's not deliberate. It is just because no one's thinking about it. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I, I'm going to guess maybe there were a couple of delays here or there. Probably. Maybe some things pushed off. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm not a fan. So, like, for example, Wolverine 21 is coming out. Um, New Mutants number 25 is coming out. X-Force number 28 is coming out. Immortal X-Men number two is coming out. X-Men Red number two is coming out, right? So, like, you've got five X titles this week. Between four and six bucks. Between four and six bucks. Um, And if you want, I I think it's four and five. Okay. Four and five dollars. And if you're also going to be reading the Kieran Gillen event that's coming up, you might want to pick up Eternals number 12. Yeah. Um, So it's just, I think it's just too much in one week when we had two lighter weeks these past weeks. And I, I think they just should have, again, it could be delays. I don't know, but like scheduling should have been addressed. And these people care about numbers and optics. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) maybe what you should do is like be the number one book of the week every week. And I'm sorry, we're not done. I missed two more. So you had how many before? Five. So we also have (coughs) Wolverine Patch, Mm -hmm. um, number two, and excellent number three. Right. So there's seven X titles coming out this week. Yeah. That's that's thirty five dollars. That's a lot for just X Men. Yeah. Well, let's say it was most of them are four dollars. Mm-hmm. Most of them are four dollars. All right. So, so twenty eight dollars. It's still a lot. You're going to spend about not $30. including ca- uh, tax. Yes. But like it's it's a lot, guys. <clears throat> so like I say, like well, what are you top picks? What are you from, what are your nut mit, not miss X Men? All right. So if I had to, because you know I'm going to end up trying to buy them all. Well, I write them all off, so you know. We can just get them, but um, yeah. So like, I will probably. I'm definitely gonna be grabbing Wolverine. Um, I am definitely interested in New Mutants. I kind of want to grab X Force. You are reading X Men Red. I I was, so maybe. But I also read Immortal X Men. I here's where, unfortunately, if then, I if I didn't have the budget for it, I would have to drop Excellent this week. Right. I wouldn't pick up Wolverine Patch. Yeah, like there would definitely be some books that I would end up having to drop. Yeah, there. and um, Excellent is and, always going to be on the chopping block. And I block. bet I would end up dropping Wolverine as well, mm-hmm. even though I really like the Wolverine story. And I think Hubert doesn't still on matter. Ours. I'm sure. It, like, listen, I think it's a nice story. Or like, I like you know the story because it's about Deadpool. Yeah. So like. That's fun. Yeah, you got Adam, Adam, Kubert. Adam Kubert, sorry, on this. Um, but I would probably drop that. Mm-hmm. Um, right? I just Thankfully, think, we're not going to. So no, we'll but I, I just it. think it's too much. So, yeah. But I'm also going to pick up Eternals number 12. That's the end? Uh, yes. 
What a shame. Le- well, it's the end for now. We're leading yeah. into the event, and we'll see what comes. Yeah. What comes? It's Judgment Day, guys. I'm <laughs> really excited for this. The Celestial's going to wreck everybody. Yeah. Hopefully, they'll uh, wreck that stupid house they live in. Um, Nightwing number 92 is coming out. You should definitely read that. Uh, I am in, I am reading Venom Lethal Protector from Michelinie. We'll see uh, if this is it or not. Um, What's Shadow War Zone? So, so Shadow War is the Josh Williamson Batman event that's going to lead directly into the Dark Crisis. Mm. So if you want to know what's happening with Deathstroke and what he's up to, and I know he's a major player in the Dark Crisis, um, you might want to read Shadow War. I, the problem is I have no idea. I can't make heads or tails of how, how this friggin' event is numbered. Because I read Alpha, I read Shadow War Alpha, Shadow War Alpha Zone, Red Zone. I don't know what the hell's happening. But uh, someone else who's keeping track of this stuff will be able to help you read Shadow War. But it's, it is a status quo changing event that is within the Bat family that will set up uh, the Dark Crisis. Look at this team. Yeah. Savage Avengers <clears throat> is coming out. Number one. That's right. And Conan's on the front of it That here. book was solicited months ago. Yeah. Written by David Pepos. Yep. Art by Carlos Magno. Yes. Um, David Pepos, a uh, Ringo, Ringo award winning author yeah. and a uh, friend of the show. So, yeah. Congratulations, David. And I hope I'm, it didn't get derailed. I, I got to pick this up. Look at this team. I know. I think Daredevil Electra's on here. Yeah. Daredevil Electra. Weapon Death, H. Deathlock. Deathlock. Anti-Venom. Conan. Yeah, uh, it's it is going to be a ridiculous lineup, and I understand. I don't think it is, but it looks like cloak. It cloak could be. Yeah, I think it's. I think it is cloak. I don't know. It's yeah. hard to tell from this just this tiny image. I'm yeah, looking but at David here. is very excited about this book, and uh, if you if you are looking for something different, you mm. should read that. Uh, additionally, I want to shout out Rain Number Five. I kind of like this book. It's that um, mm. Joe Hill adapted yes. novella. Right. Um, kind of digging it. Yeah. So, but we'll see because I've got so much X Men to read now. No, it's true. This is too much X Men. You see who's on the cover of Excellent? That's I know. Be a hard pill for me to swallow. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a busy week for yeah. everybody. Um, like I said, just make good choices. Make the choices that make you feel comfortable. Not like don't have that FOMO. All right. Don't. Yeah. Don't. Well, that's the thing is with the mainstream books, you will be able to get those books. Yeah. And you'll be able to get them at a discount later on. Mm-hmm. So you know, pick and choose. Yeah. The essentials and the non-essentials. Just make a list for yourself. Yep. But uh, yeah, we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. Listen, don't forget to follow us on twitch.tv slash comic pop. Follow here at youtube.com slash comic pop returns. And of course, go to youtube.com slash comic pop to watch back issues, which comes out on Wednesday, where uh, a Turtles book will be making its uh, debut on the show. Of course, you'll also be able to catch shorts over there and uh, follow us there for more. That's it. Right. Yeah, that's it. I feel like you know what I haven't seen in a while. It's mm. like too many of those uh, black label books that I was reading. Oh shit! Is Barnstormers coming? Because I feel like that's gonna. Yay! That's gonna uh, hit. Me I'm hard. also gonna pick up the uh, Comicsology original uh, Barnstormers from Scott <gasps> Snyder and Tula Lote, which is oh, your the... art is gorgeous. <clears throat> this book. Okay, so Barnstormers is the one book when Scott was talking about all of his books that I was like that one, and I've read all of those books. And I can tell you that I did not get access to Barnstormers, and it's the one I'm the most excited about. Look at I I love Tula's art I know. so much. Like I know her. Like we're we friends. see her at Comic Con, and, and 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 every time you're just like, there she is. Like, and there's her work. There's her work. She's, she's over there. She's, her work's all beautiful. She's all beautiful. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. Let's go someplace else. But uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> Barnstormers, man. I'm gonna check that out. That's a Comicsology original, by the way. But. If you don't subscribe to Comixology, you can pick it up in physical at Dark Horse at your local comic book store in like a year. (laughs) 
when it comes out. Well, it's, it's, yeah, it's on there already. Maybe. No, no, it's just, well, yeah, that, maybe it's coming out. I maybe don't know. Maybe it is coming out already. No, because it hasn't come out in digital yet. It's format comic. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's weird. But uh, we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. And we'll see you guys next time with an all new episode. I am Sal. And I am Tiffany. So long, everybody. Thank you.